0: You're listening to Spice Radio, and we are speaking to Margareta Dovgal, Managing Director at Resource Work Society. This week's topic is a new Conservative leader, tech versus taxes. Margareta, thank you so much for joining us this morning.
1: Absolutely fantastic to be here. Thanks for having me on.
0: So, of course, lots of excitement in federal politics. We have a new leader, Pierre Poilievre, and he has won the Conservative Party of Canada's leadership race with a resounding 68% of the vote. How did his team management manage it, and what are they promising Canadians?
1: For starters, there's absolutely such a thing as the right time and the right place. And two successive conservative leaders have failed since the government. Three, if you count Harper in his uh, last election against Trudeau, the one where he stepped in with probably the largest liberal majority in uh, recent memory. But obviously the time for a punchy, effective leader has come. The conservative political movement has been pretty hungry for it. And it was a bit of a catfight uh, to get to this point, uh, with one contender being a uh, hunted from the race, uh, over allegations of fundraising improprieties. But it's clear to me that Polyev has been preparing for this his whole life. I'm not actually sure I know any other political operator, and I've met a lot of them, I haven't met him personally, but certainly observed him, uh, who has fought to be Prime Minister more than him, just around all the decisions he's made up to this point. But of course, the field campaign that his team ran across the country made it all possible. In fact, they won nearly every riding across the country. It's a weighted leadership vote. That is to say, each riding had a set number of points. So, you know, math signups uh, can get you pretty far, but they could only take him so far. So he did have to have uh, regional residents across the country. And I thought generally his acceptance speech was powerful. It was well-delivered, and I will admit, uh, like many of those who watched it, that uh, his wife, Anaida, uh, her introduction might have been the most compelling thing of all. Uh, she's a trilingual French, English, Spanish speaker, He's the daughter of Venezuelan immigrants uh, that worked their way up from arriving in Canada with very little. Uh, Polyab himself focused on two core themes the transformative potential of his own life story and what he believes Canadians deserve. On uh, the former, he was adopted by two school teachers, the Polyabs. His uh, biological mother was an unwed teenage mother. And he made the point many, many times. It's clearly intended to be a contrast to Trudeau. At his attainment of this role, opposition leader signals something very unique about Canada. I'd agree, you know, preserving that upward social mobility, extending it to more people. That's really what Canada should be all about. And we've got really something quite special going on. But on my latter point, he was also quick to bring every policy commitment, every bit of analysis about the current government and everything that's happening in the world, back to personal and familial well-being, as well as choice. Uh, when talking about climate change, he emphasized the potential of our natural resource industries, not just abstract targets that uh, sometimes fail to land for normal people. Uh, but that certainly gave me some clues as how to he will like. Uh, how he will likely be managing his role as opposition leader. So I'm looking forward to seeing how things unpan. Uh, There's going to be a lot of debate about uh, what he said, and uh, as he takes on more media availabilities, depending on which ones he chooses to take, we'll, we'll, we'll
0: hopefully learn more. Exactly. Now, you've been watching how different political parties approach energy and climate issues for a few years. What are you expecting?
1: Well, my colleague Stuart Muir, he framed it this way, Polyev is trying to give Canadians a choice between technology and taxes, tech versus taxes. And this isn't too dissimilar to the approach that's currently being undertaken by the Biden administration down in the United States. That country has made a historic investment, really an unfathomable, eye-wateringly high chunk of change um, in clean technologies. So they're funding one of the most ambitious decarbonization agendas in human history. And get this, it's largely without relying on carbon pricing. And even though the carbon price, uh, the price per ton of every CO2 that's emitted, uh, which grows every year in alignment with the pan-Canadian framework on climate change, a cornerstone liberal policy on climate, even though it's proven to work as a way to reduce emissions, it's really about uh, our ability to to get it to work um, in a way that doesn't uh, affect political acceptability. So at a time when Canadians continue to be walloped by high gas prices, uh, scaling towards 40 cents a litre, which is expected by 2030, of additional disincentive tax might not resonate as much as the, the whole narrative of, don't worry, we'll fix climate change by investing public cash and enabling private dollars, a uh, narrative that Paul is beginning to push. Previous uh, Conservative Party leaders have thought to position themselves as looking out for the little guy without being climate deniers. Frankly, many of their policy approaches and O'Toole's were by far the most well thought out, offered too little. And if Polyev is smart, he's going to come in guns a-blazing, going after the carbon tax, while promising huge investments to enable us to decarbonize more rapidly. But if the Liberals are smart, then they will go hard against any perception that Polyev seeks to take Canada away from being a recognized global actor on climate change. It'll really come down to who is listening as that narrative unfolds.
0: Mm -hmm. Now, it's only been a few days since Polyeva took the top opposition job. What has been the reaction outside of his party, and what might that mean for his approach to energy and technology matters?
1: Yeah, speaking of who is listening, exactly. um, There's been efforts to brand him as Canada's version of Trump, and they're beginning in earnest. Populism is a a pretty dirty word, (laughs) but it really means someone who knows what people want and is not afraid to say it. And I think it's it's good in this case to maybe dig into Trump's rise in the U.S. Uh, just as an illustrative example, uh, typically entrenched political interests can't really cope when a political movement threatens to unseat them, based on fundamentally different perspectives. So when the rules of the game are changed, when you know political conventions are discarded, and uh, politicians refuse to bow down to polite public opinion. Um, this illusion of safety can become shattered, and that's exactly what Trump did. There was a long-established sense that moderates in the United States had everything locked. But unfortunately, the Democrats' total lack of vision, their inability to imagine a non-elite leader in which non-political types, normal people, found an ally, that is what led to, to their startling defeat. Um, of course, they've gained it back with Biden, but that was a long, hard, long fought, uh, very hard fought victory. Um, and, of course, in the U.S., uh, making this whole thing happen in the first place, it had to be one of the country's most comically inept and shady businessmen. Uh, but, you know, back to Polyev, um, his his roots are very different. He's been in politics for a very long time. And, uh, you know, he's he's obviously taken some very strategic decisions, uh, framed himself as Someone who both knows how to play the rules of the game in the political sandbox that he's operated and also knows how to go hard when he needs to. Um, So that's certainly opening him up to quite a bit of criticism. And like I said, that mudslinging is already starting. I think personally there are enough contrasts between the liberal approach and what Aliyev is signaling for the Conservative Party that if Trudeau's political operators – are smart if they're effective if they have enough uh, money raised uh, coming into the next campaign they should be able to draw contrast uh, without descending into baseless attacks. But frankly, it only gets harder to campaign on nuance to push back against your opponents sedately and fairly when your incumbency has lost you this great aura of change the thing that the liberals came in on uh, in 2015 and which they took into the, the next election and the one after just a little bit more. Um, but knives uh, are very much out. And if the support agreement that the Liberal government holds with the NDP holds, then Pierre has two to three years to build his criticisms of these multi-term government to a fever pitch. And those to his left, whether politicians or commentators, have the same amount of time to demonize them to the point where any good ideas are totally overshadowed. Case in point, a senior Canadian journalist just the other day flipped his lid at Polyev uh, in person, and then he very publicly apologized on Twitter So I would just say to anyone watching, get the
0: popcorn out. Oh, definitely we are. Now, finally, one more thing, Margaretta, The B.C. municipal election is just around the corner. What's the latest across the province? Well, it's a mess as
1: usual, (laughs) to to no one's surprise. Um, There's always a lot of controversy around municipal issues. Political realignments are completely thrown out the window. In fact, I I, I plan to personally vote for a mix of candidates from across the political spectrum. Uh, You know, if I dug deep into... Their own uh, partisan involvement. uh, I'd probably find a couple of conservatives, a bunch of liberals, a couple of new democrats, maybe a green or two. And what I think that really boils down to, and this is true for a lot of people, not not just me, is uh, this fundamental sense that good policy on housing can transcend ideology. Uh, We're all seeing, we're all feeling the pinch. Uh, Anyone who owns property is. uh, Certainly feeling it in a different way and good for them, but uh, for those of us who aren't in the market or who are relying on our children uh, at some point leaving the house and renting or going to school in a municipality where they can afford to to live without uh, spending every spare cent they have on housing, we're certainly seeing this strong case for uh, municipal government to come in uh, across the region that would fix these problems. Um, there's a lot of controversy uh, in the last couple of days about uh, financial backers for municipal candidates and uh, you know, it will be uh, to no one's surprise that uh, those who want to build housing want to be seen to be involved, um, and they want to create the conditions for success. Um, but in a general sense, I think the regional disarray that we are seeing right now—you um, know, just look at a story with two, maybe three liberals in the race for mayor, all at each other's throats—we're um, probably going to end up with very mixed, very fragmented councils. I will be very surprised if any mayoral candidate manages to build a slate that enables them to govern with confidence, govern with uh, you know a clear purpose and vision, not get caught up in the last couple of years that uh, Kennedy Stewart, Mayor of Vancouver, has been caught up in. Um, but I think at this point I'll just encourage everyone to keep an eye out. I, I hope we can all reward those who are fair, honest, and respectful political contenders. If you're fair to your opponents, if you're playing the game cleanly, then that should be rewarded more than anything
0: else. Mm-hmm, exactly Margareta, thank you so much for your time we really appreciate it you take care you too